Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Is it hers or the team? All it will provide is bulletin board material. Listen, Uh this is all the smoke right here. Listen, and that's how football is supposed to be. We have familiarity with, and they have familiarity with us. I'm pretty sure they hate me. (laughs) Chris Canty, do not roll your eyes at me as I say this, but Jalen Hurts, Hurts, Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, thank you for laughing. With Super Bowl champion Chris Canty, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. And it's time for us to get out to the hotline. We bring in an NFL reporting legend. We love having him here at ESPN. He is an ESPN NFL reporter and the co-host, of course, of NFL Matchup, which airs Saturday mornings, 8.30 ESPN2. And then again at ESPN, 4 o'clock and 6.30 a.m. on Sunday, Sal Palantonio is with us. And let's start first, Sal, with what you know about this injury to Jalen Hurts and what you think the odds are that he's going to play on Saturday against the Cowboys. Right now, I would say it's pretty slim. I would say that it's more likely than not that Gardner Minshew will play, will start a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I think they're going to err on the side of caution with him. He's obviously described himself and by his teammates and by his coaches as super tough. And, um, you know, you listen to Nick Sirianni today, and Sirianni said he was really hurting, you know, that the shoulder was really bothering him. He had a good fourth quarter after he got hurt in the third quarter against Chicago and Chicago on Sunday. But uh, he was really in a lot of pain. According to Sirianni, Hertz would not talk about the level of pain that he was in. So, you know, he doesn't have any structural damage from what we've gathered. He's got a sprained shoulder. You know, a sprained shoulder suggests that there is some kind of damage Mm -hmm. uh, to the muscles uh, in the shoulder, and he's going to have to get some rest and some rehab. He's not throwing at all today, from what I was told, not one bit, did not pick up a football, did not throw it, and they'll take an evaluation of where he is tomorrow. Now, the game tomorrow is uh, Wednesday. They'll have a full practice, and my expectation is that Gardner Minshew will take all of the first-team reps in practice tomorrow. Today was a walkthrough. Sal, based on the timing of this in- injury, people will obviously draw comparisons to the 2017 situation with the Eagles and how they dealt with Carson Wentz's injury and transitioning to Nick Foles. I almost feel like that's a disservice to the season that Jalen Hurts has put together, but just how different will this offense look with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback versus what we've seen from Jalen Hurts through the first 14 games? Well, I think you're right uh, about it being a disservice to Jalen Hurts. I also think they're not comparable. You know, I wrote a book about that season. It was uh, a magic carpet ride like I've never seen before. And a lot of things had to go right when Nick Foles came in. And the major difference, Chris, is that when Carson Wentz got his knee blown up in Los Angeles, which, by the way, was five years and eight days to the day, 
before Jalen Hurts got hurt in Chicago. So talk about ironies. But it was clear that Jalen Hurts was, excuse me, that Carson Wentz was not coming back. So this is different. In that case, they knew right away Carson Wentz was done, going to surgery, finished. And they had to quickly move on. If you remember in 2017, Frank Reich and, and Doug Peterson had to change the Eagles offense on the fly for Nick Foles. When they first came out with Nick Foles under center, they couldn't score, they couldn't move the football, and they had to change everything. This is different because Hertz, by all accounts, is coming back. When that's going to happen, they don't know. There will be a major difference in the offense, though. And Chris, come on, you played the game at the highest level. You know. When you have a dual-threat quarterback, you have to account for the quarterback as a runner, especially this guy. You don't have to do that with Gardner Minshew. You don't have to dedicate a spy. You don't have to worry about him taking off for big chunks. So you can pat, you can get after the passer. You can, you can rush the passer. You can have guys in coverage. You can have guys you know, flow to Miles Sanders without really worrying about Gardner Minshew pulling it back and getting a big chunk play. Sal Palantonio is with us. Of course, you can watch him on NFL Matchup Saturday morning, 8.30 Eastern on ESPN2. So set your alarm, set your DVR. Sal, I wanted <laughs> to, to ask you about Dak Prescott um, because on some accounts, you know, the Cowboys have had a great season, but he's thrown 10 interceptions since he came back from that injury and has struggled at times against his own division. So what do you think the Cowboys' confidence level in their quarterback is right now? Well, I think they have high confidence in Dak because Dak is a high-character guy. I know him well. Uh, he's also a superb leader. He's very tough. You know, he's made some mistakes. He's gotten loosey-goosey with the football. You can't do that. You can't do that, especially in December and January. That'll kill your football team. This is the great thing about Jalen Hurts. He's got 22 pass touchdowns, 13 rushing touchdowns, five interceptions this season. No player has recorded 20-plus passing touchdowns, 10-plus rushing touchdowns, and fewer than 10 interceptions in a season in NFL history. Wow. So what Hurts has been doing is a model of production, and efficiency at an MVP and historic level. So, you know, you can't really compare the two quarterbacks except for at a very specific number. Jalen Hurts has only got five interceptions. It's like your number four hitter not striking out. When your quarterback does tech, take, protects the football, that's going to keep you in a lot of games. That could, that's going to make you win a lot of football games. When your number four hitter doesn't strike out, you win a lot of baseball games. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Sal Palantonio on Canty in Carlin. And Sal Pal, this weekend you've got Bengals Patriots from Foxborough. Uh, the Patriots have lost three out of the last four games. The Bengals have won six straight. How did the Patriots bounce back from that loss to the Las Vegas Raiders the way that they lost that game? Well, they've got to play, you know, the probably the hottest team right now in the National Football League, and that is – uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And when you look at uh, Joe Burrow and what he's doing with that offense, it's just truly phenomenal. Um, you know, he's so efficient and so productive, especially on the road. In the last 16 road games, he's 12-4, and four, mm-hmm. including the playoffs. And his numbers are astronomical. Yeah, 12-4 and four in his last 16 road games. 
But, you know, as Ron Jaworski used to say to me, Sal, just throw to the open guy. And he's got a lot of guys who are always open in that offense. Now Mixon's getting healthy. Uh, P. Ryan has been a, a great stand-in, tough runner, especially down near the goal line. He's got five or six options all of the time on the football field. And what is that doing, Chris? It's allowing him to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And when you get the ball out of your hands quickly, you make your offensive line look real good, real quick. And that's been a major problem for them the last two years with him under center. He's been sacked too many times, 70 last year, seven in the Super Bowl. And yet he keeps bouncing back. Super tough, super efficient, super productive. I don't see how the Patriots deal with this dude because he's special right now. And uh, nobody wants to play Cincinnati. Nobody. Nobody. I mean, nobody. Nobody wants to play. That's all. That's all anybody's talking around the league. You talk to players and coaches, they're all saying the same thing. Everybody. They're not saying, we don't want to play Cincinnati right now. Their defense is playing well, getting after the quarterback. They've got some injuries on defense they have to deal with for sure, but I don't think the Patriots are going to test that in this game. Well, Sal, I would recommend the Patriots don't lateral the ball at all under any circumstances in this game coming up on Saturday. Sal, appreciate the time as always. Thank you. <laughs> Good recommendation. Yeah, ESPN NFL reporter Sal Palladonio with us here on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio has you covered for bowl game action. Tune in tonight. It's the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Coverage starts 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN Radio. Yes! And the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Chris Canty. Coming up next, the Hertz injury had a big pack. Here we go again with me not being able to it's read It's the remix! Right, do you want to try to read this? Let me, let me try it again. Coming up next, America, the Hertz injury had a big impact on Canty's power rankings. Find out. Who's number one now? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Yes! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? 
Each week, only one team can top Canty's NFL power rankings. Number one. Who? Who's number one? Find out now. It's who's number one. Number five. Number five, we have the team that Sal Palantonio says nobody in the NFL wants to play. That would be the Cincinnati Bengals, winners of six straight in seven of their last eight ball games. Now they got a little bit of an assist with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the second half of that game down there at Raymond James. The Bucs turned it over five straight drives, resulting in 24 points for the Bengals. But this is a really good football team, and they're as dangerous as anyone as we gear up for the second season. Next! Number four. This is the team that actually has the longest win streak in the National Football League, the San Francisco 49ers. Hammer, if the playoffs started today, they have the unit in all of football that I trust the most, which is that dominant defense. They're number one for a reason. They've come a long way since they got lit up by the Kansas City Chiefs in week seven in the National Football League. This team continues to roll along. D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coaching candidate this upcoming hiring cycle. And Brock Purdy, in his two starts, all he's had is the second best QBR over the last two weeks in the NFL. This is a team that's going to be formidable and is climbing up the power rankings. Next! Number three. The Eagles take a little bit of a ding. They were number one in the Week 15 power rankings, but going into Week 16, they've got to drop down to number three because of the Jalen Hurts injury. We can't discount how great the decision-making from Jalen Hurts has been. Even though Gardner Minshew is a capable quarterback with over 20 NFL starts, he ain't Jalen Hurts, okay? This is a good football team, but Jalen Hurts is what makes it go. He is the identity of the offense, the identity of the scheme on that side of the ball. And Shane Steichen and Nick Sariani have their work cut out for him. Next. Number two. The best offense in the National Football League by a country mile. That would be the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, at this point, we, we got to start calling it what it is. If Pat Mahomes is under center, they will have the number one offense in the National Football League. Tops in offensive efficiency, tops in expected points added per drive. This is a juggernaut when it comes to being able to get these guys off the field. Pat Mahomes has wild plays seemingly every single game. The Houston Texans pushed him to the wire in Week 15, but nobody had any doubt that Pat Mahomes was going to come out on the winning side of it, and that's what makes the Kansas City Chiefs special because they have the best player in the sport, Pat Mahomes. Next. Number one. The Buffalo Bills, the only team in the National Football League that has a top-five offense and a top-five defense. This is an elite unit, uh, elite roster. Uh, when you look at all of the issues that they've had in the middle of the season, not being able to sustain the running game with Devin Singletary and James Cook, that's changed now. We saw that running game be able to close out the Miami Dolphins. Devin Singletary with the heads-up play, getting on the ground, not scoring a touchdown, setting up the game-winning field goal by Tyler Bass. This is a well-coached football team. Again, really solid roster, top to bottom. The only thing that I question is the pass rush with Vaughn Miller being out for the rest of the season. But this is a team that's poised to go on a deep playoff run. So there it is, Hammer. The power rankings going into Week 16. Any any beefs, any omissions, any issues that you have with my rankings? Well, I mean, I have a lot, but I want to know what the fans are thinking. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your chance to beef with Super Bowl champion Chris Canty about his power rankings is coming up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. So jump in now at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Jalen Hurts is going to be back. 
So do you look at these power rankings like where the teams are right now or the most likely to win the Super Bowl or where they're going to be? Because I think it's a little unfair to ding the Eagles for an injury to a quarterback that we don't even know how extensive it really is. So these are the power rankings going into Week 16. So it's how you think they'll play this week, so you got to look at Gardner Minshew as the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely. Fair enough. I I just, there's something about the Bills that... You don't trust? I don't trust. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing, Hammer. Here's the thing, Hammer, and I wanted to say this. There is something about the Bills that I don't trust, and I fully trust the Kansas City Chiefs unless they have to play the Cincinnati Bengals. To me, those are clearly the three best teams in the AFC and the three best quarterbacks in the entire playoff field. But, I mean, it just depends on on any given night which one matches up with the other. That's really what we're ultimately talking about. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Chris Canty. We're on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Speaking of the Bills, Canty, moments ago, Bill's safety Jordan Poyer joined us on Canty and Carlin, and he actually wasn't talking about the Bills. He said something really interesting about the New York Jets quarterback situation. I think that whole team, they play with a lot more energy at a lot higher level when Mike is back there. He, he plays with confidence, whether he's you know throwing for 400 yards or he throws two or three picks in a game. You know He still comes back and continues to play with confidence. That's not taking anything away from Zach. I think Zach's a, a good young quarterback that's got some lessons that he's got to learn. But at the same time, I think that team, they did they, they did feed off Mike White's energy. And, you know, hell, I got a lot of respect for him being able to take some of the shots that he took in that game and then be able to come back and fight for his team. So he's definitely got my respect. They fed off each other a lot more. They play with a lot more energy. And they played at a higher level. Whatever you say, that's no offense to Zach. He knows it's going to come across, right, Chris, as a little bit of offense maybe to, to Zach Wilson, but I think what he's saying is straight-up honesty. There's no question about it. I mean, he's giving it to you straight, no chaser. He's telling you his opinion on the players, and he's saying that the team overall plays with a lot more energy with Mike White as their quarterback versus Zach Wilson, and all you have to do is look at the response that you saw from the team when Rob Sala decided to sit Zach Wilson down for a quote-unquote reset and put Mike White in the lineup. They yeah. put on the Mike effing White t-shirts on the plane going to Minnesota for the first Mike White start. So it's clear to me that the rest of the locker room is behind him. He has the respect of the players on the Jets, but he also has the respect of his opposition. He has the respect of opposing defenders. To me, that speaks volumes in terms of the threat that Mike White poses as the quarterback versus what Zach Wilson is bringing to the table. And I don't know if it's about the physical attributes as much as it is the intangibles, and that's the, the difficult part yeah. when it comes to a decision that the organization has to make between Zach Wilson and Mike White because the quarterback position is a leadership position by nature. And if the 51 other guys in the locker room want Mike White as opposed to Zach Wilson, and as a head coach, if you're not leaning in that direction, it affects your credibility moving forward in terms of establishing your program. So I would not want to be in the position that Rob Sala's in right now because yeah. you know there are people in the front office and ownership that are pushing to give Zach Wilson a second chance. Yep. But I don't see how they do that with what we've seen from Mike White so far. Well, I mean, what's more important, winning on Thursday or developing Zach Wilson for the future? I can, I guess, see both sides of that. Up next, who is making the decision? on who starts at quarterback for the New York Jets. Canty has the answer on ESPN Radio.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Yo. Check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Chris Canty, the Super Bowl champ. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Triple H, say ESPN is the number if you want to jump in with us. That's 888-729-3776. Jordan Poyer joined us earlier on the show, the all-pro cornerback, Chris, for the Buffalo Bills. All-pro safety, I should say. Yep. And, you know, he was really open about the Jets quarterback situation. He said that, you know, it's harder to prepare to play against Mike White. And Mike White added a spark to the Jets team. Zach Wilson is going to play on Thursday night. This is in part because of injury, but there there are some other politics that I see going on here inside the Jet organization with this whole thing. Yeah, well, think about it this way, Hammer. They invested the second overall pick in Zach Wilson back in the 2021 draft, and you're, you're talking about a draft that had Trevor Lawrence, a draft that had Mac Jones, as well as Justin Fields, and the Jets are looking around and saying, there's no way that we can give up on the potential, the promise that we saw in Zach Wilson when we made our pre-draft evaluation. Yeah. Even when Rob Sala sat Zach Wilson down after that second Patriots loss, where Zach Wilson didn't take any accountability for the lack of production on the offensive side, When he sat him down, he said that he envisioned seeing Zach Wilson getting another opportunity to play games this season for the Jets. Now, you couple that with his comments after the game on Sunday, and you heard Rob Sala say, you know, I'm tired of this instant coffee world that we live in in terms of the overall expectations on developing quarterbacks in the timelines. It just felt like... Rob Sala was greasing the skids for the entire organization to make the decision to insert Zach Wilson to give him a chance to grab the starting quarterback job by the throat, even though everyone in the locker room wants Mike White to be the guy moving forward. Well, uh, you alluded to it, Chris. Let's hear this is Robert Sala at the podium after the Jets 
devastating loss to the Lions on Sunday. The frustrating thing is that, you know, the, this kid's going to be a good quarterback. Um, the, the NFL and this, this new instant coffee world that we're in just does not want to give people time. And, uh, and so we look at him and he is just nitpicked with it uh, and just with a fine tooth comb, everything that he does. And, uh, and it's, it's rightfully so. I mean, it is what it is, but uh, um, you know, he did a lot of really good things. And, and so we're going to try our best to focus on the things that he did good and uh, make sure that we, we, we kind of bring that to life and, and we'll continue to work on the things that he needs to improve on. But, you know, like I said, he came on the second half. Uh, I think we all agree he was missing on some throws. He was missing on some reads. But for him to kind of get himself back on track, I thought that was really good by him. You know, I think there's a lot going on here. There's a ton. <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, so first of all, Zach Wilson's not the reason they lost that game to the Lions. Defense no, Rob Sala is. Yeah, right. Rob Sala is with his <laughs> clock management. It was awful. Oh, okay, so that's the first thing that I think deserves to be said. Second of all, I think if you pulled the locker room, everybody, I mean, I don't know about totally everyone, but I think most of the players would rather have Mike White out there playing than Zach Wilson. To them, the most important thing is winning the next game. But to the organization, Chris, is it almost more important to see what they've got in their number two overall pick in the draft. So I don't know. They can decide whether they want to trade for Aaron Rodgers or sign Tom Brady this offseason. Yeah, or Jimmy Garoppolo, who's somebody that's familiar with Mike LaFleur's system um, because he comes off of that Shanahan tree. So, yeah, I think there are a lot of different possibilities for the New York Jets at the quarterback spot moving forward. But I think it's obvious what they have in Zach Wilson, especially in comparison to what we've seen from Mike White. Zach Wilson has had 21 starts with the Jets over the last two years. Zach Wilson has only had one game where he's had a passer rating north of 100 and no games where he's had three or more touchdowns. Mike White, over that same span, has started six games, has two games with the passer rating over 100, and has two games where he's got three touchdowns or more. I I, I just... It, it, you're looking at you're looking now. at the control and you're looking at the experiment. And the reality is that based on the results that you've seen from Mike White, you know that Zach Wilson ain't your guy. And it goes well beyond just the production. It goes to the intangibles, how you handle yourself at the podium. I mean, think back to the the first Patriots loss where Zach Wilson was throwing the ball to Devin McCourty like the guy was on his team. And Wilson said, yeah, I get tired of getting out of the pocket, seeing nobody open and throwing the ball away. I'm sorry, Hammer. When do you get tired of making the right play as a quarterback? That's not the answer that the the battlefield commander should have. And that's exactly what the quarterback is, which is why the team responded the way they did when they benched Zach Wilson for Mike White in the first place. Yeah, I also the whole blame the media, he's getting picked apart by I mean what you're the New York Jets and you took him number 2 overall in the NFL draft. Like everybody signed up for this. Yeah, why do and you here's guys the other thing, Why Hammer, do you guys think you make so much money? It's because there's so much interest in you and what you're doing and the attention comes with it. I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, you're right, Hammer, but here's the other thing. You're blaming the media and saying this instant coffee world we live in you're the one that made the damn decision to bench him in the first place. That wasn't on the media. That wasn't on anybody else. You're the head coach. By you the way, said, it was you know a what? good decision. We're going to sit Zach Wilson down. This yeah. is going to be a reset for Zach Wilson. Why are you getting on us for evaluating everything we're, fe- we're seeing from Zach Wilson when you decided to yank the starting job from him? 
When you made that decision, you told everybody in the NFL world there is something wrong with Zach Wilson. We're yeah. seeing something that's just not quite right. Yeah. And based on where we're at with our season, we feel better about going with Mike White and trying to win games versus Zach Wilson. Nobody in the outside world said that. That is what you said with the decision that you made to bench Zach in the first place. So I, 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 I got I totally Rob agree Sala, with you. Rob Sala's got to miss me with all of that. And also, beyond that, I think what might be happening here is it's an understandable dilemma. Like, I don't think that it – I'm not calling the Jets dysfunctional or saying that I'm some conspiracy theorist for talking about this. I think organizations all the time have to weigh – the future plan versus winning this week. And I think specific to the team, in my experience, which is, you know, the highest level of football that I played was at Herzl Jewish Day School on the practice field with Daniel Dubelman. Yeah, we were pretty good. That's right. <laughs> um, but, but from my experience of covering the league, it's dangerous, Chris, to make any decisions about anything other than what puts us in the best spot to win on Sunday. Good teams don't do that crap. They don't they you it takes so much energy to win a football game in this league. The players are so good, the coaches are so good and work so hard when there are other agendas flying around. I think it gets really dicey really quickly. I understand it. But I think it is really dangerous when you're at 7-7 seven and seven and you're on the verge of going to the playoffs. Folks, coming up next, we talk a little college football. Bowl season is upon us. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and this is Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Chris on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. All season's going to be mayhem on this mayhem moment, brought to you by Allstate. Switch to Allstate. You can save, get protected from this year's mayhem. We're going to bring in Nick Carparelli, the executive director of Bowl Season, in just a second, and we're going to talk about the future of college bowls. Chris, I imagine you played in a bowl or two. What uh, We'll get to what you got in the bowl gift baskets that you mm. received mm. coming up in just a second, but let's bring in Nick Carparelli, who's the executive director of Bowl Season. And let's start with this, Nick, because we've got a couple of bowl games today, and then, of course, they continue through the week. What do you think the future of Bowl Season is in this college football playoff expansion era that we're moving into? 
Well, uh, a pleasure to join you guys. I love how you, right out of the shoot, you hit me with the tough question. I, I, I love it. Um, it's a question I get asked a lot. I actually enjoy answering the question because it's, it's kind of easy. You know, the CFP is, is great for college football. We're going from four teams to 12 teams. I'm a college football fan at heart. Uh, I love it. The fans love it. We need a great mechanism to crown a national champion. But bowl season and, and the rest of the bowl games are just as important. Uh, and in a lot of ways, more important to a greater number of institutions and to a greater number of student-athletes. There's 131 institutions that play football at the FBS level. 12 spots is not enough to um, accommodate all the student-athletes, all the teams that deserve a reward at the end of the season. Uh, bowl games are so meaningful to so many people. Uh, and let's face it, college football is not an even playing field. You know, Chris, you went to Virginia. I started out as a grad assistant at Syracuse. We we both love those places. Probably mm-hmm. neither one of those is going to challenge for a playoff spot on a regular basis. So they they need some place to go in the postseason to to as a reward for that for that season, but also as a launching point for the next season, and as a way to build the program towards someday maybe getting to that playoff level. So the, it's not a mutually exclusive uh, situation. The playoff and bowl season are both really, really meaningful to college football. Nick, one of the things that we're seeing with teams that are in the college football playoff and teams that are participating in bowl season alike is players deciding to opt out in lieu of preparing for the NFL draft. With all of the opt-outs and these teams not necessarily being whole as they go into bowl season, why is bowl season still important for college football? Well, bowl season provides, you know, opportunities, you know, at a number of levels. It provides an opportunity for a team to play an extra game that they've earned to get those extra two weeks of practice. The fact that guys are opting out because they're going to the NFL, well, those are guys who aren't going to be on the team next year anyway. So it gives, it's a great opportunity for the younger guys to, to see the field. The fans can kind of get, catch a glimpse of what their team's going to look like next year. Um, you know, college football fans, they root for their team. Right now, they root for the players on the team today, just like they did, just like they rooted for the guys who were on the team 10 years ago and the guys who are going to be on the team 10 years from now. So they root for their team first. And for a lot of these programs, like I've said a couple times, it's a reward for a successful season, but a lot of programs use it as a launching point for the following season. So uh, I think for that reason, bowl season does still has a lot of meaning. Nick Carparelli is the executive director of Bowl Season. Nick, I'll, I'll shoot it to you straight. I live in Ohio where sports gambling is going to be legalized on January 1st. My mm-hmm. buddies love these games because they love to bet on them. So what impact has legalized sports betting in some states had on Bowl Season as a whole? Well, that's tough to quantify. I, I mean, common sense, to, to your point, would tell you that it has, a, has had a very positive effect. Um, it probably has had a positive effect on a lot of things. I mean, let's face it, the NCAA basketball tournament is, is, is awesome. But one of the driving factors in that has been the bracket. You know, it, 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 there hasn't been legalized gambling around college basketball. But, you know, the bracket pools are, are gambling very much so. And, 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 you know, people who fill out those brackets, uh, the casual fan, they have an interest in those games beyond what they would normally. So now with legalized gambling, I think it, certainly bowl season benefits. I think every sports enterprise uh, benefits from a from an interest standpoint by the casual fan. Nick, we live in the player empowerment era, and that has evolved in college sports with more player mobility. How are you seeing the transfer portal and NIL impact 
what happens during bowl season? Yeah, good question. Two, you know, two two different topics, but but very related. You know, the transfer portal. You know, I don't think anybody likes it. You know, it's not a, a problem that's exclusive to bowl season. And I think you can make an argument that it's not even good for the student athletes. So many of them think the grass is greener. They get stuck in the transfer portal and, and they they don't find a home. Um, there's a quarterback out there. His name's escaping me. He's going to be playing for his fourth different team in four years. You know, I was I'm a little bit old school. I was brought up, uh, you know, you know, a, a little bit a uh, little bit old school where you know if things aren't going well, you don't you don't quit and pack your bags and go somewhere else. You you, you stick it out. You um, you know you you honor the commitments you made and, and you work through it. Um, but that's probably a bigger bigger societal issue than it is unique to bowl season. Now the NIL. You know that that's going to be interesting to follow. You know, I think um, <clears throat> the NIL could be uh, could benefit bowl games in the long run. We're, we're treading very softly. Uh, we want to take our cues from the conference commissioners on how they want us to handle NIL. Huh. But I could see a world where instead of the payouts going to the conferences and the institutions, that the payouts are going directly to the players. Um, I think the conferences are under a lot of pressure to find ways to compensate the student athletes they can't do it directly because that would be pay for play but if a if a if a team you know similar to basketball teams going to the maui classic and the bahamas and in las vegas all those preseason events if a team goes to a bowl game and that sponsor wants to put money in the hands of the student athletes to promote their product there's really nothing to say that they can't do that so it'll be interesting to have those discussions with the commissioners this offseason nick appreciate the time thank you so much Thank you, guys. Enjoy bowl season. That's Nick Carparelli, the executive director of bowl season. All right. Per my research, Canty, Mm. you played – now, I I keep trying to figure out when you were injured and when you were available. So did you play in the 02 Continental Tire Bowl? I was there. I did not play in that game. That was against West Virginia, correct? I can't tell. I'm just I think it was against against West Virginia. Didn't play in that one. But I did play in the one the following year against the Pittsburgh Panthers. We also participated in the Oahu Bowl against the University of Georgia. That's my Uh, favorite bowl to play in. That was great. That was an epic trip. That was my redshirt freshman year. Amazing trip. The per diem was only three hundred bucks, but we had the time of our lives. An all expense paid trip to Oahu. I mean, Honolulu, Waikiki uh, Beach, it was unbelievable. So some teams play in the, the Little Caesar Bowl in Detroit. Some yeah. teams play in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise. Yeah. You got to go to Oahu. Then yeah. was there, like, sometimes I used to remember we'd see, like, back in the day you'd get, like, a Discman or one of those portable yeah. DVD players or something. What was yeah. in the gift package that you got? I don't, I don't remember, and I don't really care, Hammer, because it was all about the per diem. The better the bowl game, the better the per diem. In the Continental Tire Bowl game, we got a thousand bucks. I mean, no. I don't know about you, but a thousand bucks in college oh, is like you were a millionaire. It was yeah. like you were a millionaire. So I mean, that was the thing. You were fighting to get to a better bowl game because you wanted the per diem, and that's why I find it fascinating what's going to happen and how NIL could potentially put money from no bowl doubt. sponsors no directly doubt. into no the doubt. hands More of Kenny the students. I for one am all for it. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 